dun, 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 dun. Do you like the grunting Otis does there? Uh, I do. How are you guys doing? How are you? Do not lie to me. Tell me how you actually are. And don't lie to yourselves either. What's bothering you the most right now? What's your favorite part of today? What was your favorite thing that happened today? Um, who in your life makes you laugh the most, the most often? And by the way, whoever that person is, you probably want to keep them around. Although then again, funny people can be toxic uh, bitches too. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? What's another? What celebrity aggravates you the most? And you don't have to have a good reason for it. Sometimes celebrities just bother you, like me and Jimmy uh, Fallon. He drives me crazy. Uh, have you ever eaten pea salad? And did you like it? I don't, I don't know if pea salad goes further in the world than the Midwest, so you're gonna have to let me know. Pea salad is typically a bunch of peas and maybe a little shallot or onion, maybe carrots, little pieces of carrots and basically mayonnaise and maybe sugar, salt, pepper. I mean, for sure, salt and pepper. Anyway, I actually really like it. Do I ever eat it? No, but I think about it a lot and I like it. So I guess this is me wishful thinking that I could get some pea salad in my life. I did recently make um, pasta salad out of a whole bunch of leftovers and it was delicious. I'm very good at it. Thank you. Uh, all right, you guys, I've got a little bit something different that I want to read you today, and I want to get right into it because I'm trying to pack up and leave for the great state of Texas tomorrow. I leave tomorrow and uh, I'm going to be doing all sorts of stuff. I'm going to visit TCU art students. I'm going to visit. I'm going to do a lot of educational programming. I'm going to be dressing like my sweatsuit men. For those of you who are saying, what is this? Do you have some slaves that are men in sweatpants and that's kind of true I do but really they're the people I draw or I drew for a long time so for both of these days I get to just dress in big old Hanes sweatpants and sweatshirts and not have to try to look cute or nice or like my clothes fit me and I get to wear tennis shoes and it's gonna be incredible sorry I keep looking over because I built Frankie my cat a little blanket fort in my studio Frankie, hi, and she seems to really like it, and it's very cute. I haven't built her a blanket for it in a while, but that's one of her favorite things. Okay, what was I talking about? Oh, my sweatpants. It's going to be amazing. So anyway, that'll be fun. I'll be very, very busy for these days, um, so I'm already mourning the loss of sleep patterns that I'm going to have, uh, and I was very, to be honest with you guys, I'm no... I kind of know and I kind of don't know and it's kind of like 10 billion things at once but I was very down today and so kind of depressed that I just slept the entire day and I just kind of woke up not that long ago and then I had to pack and I have to do all this stuff so <clears throat> I'm just not feeling great. I think also again I've mentioned this my show is closing and it makes me really really sad. I think it'll be hard for me to be there in a lot of ways but I'm also so happy about it you know I'm not I'm not completely forgetting that this was all a great thing and the fact that it's over that's just how I mean every museum show closes pretty much right so it's okay but anyway if you guys are interested and you're in Texas uh, this is the last weekend for it it closes Sunday the 9th 
That's at The Modern in Fort Worth, and I'll put a link in the description so you can get over there. And there are still a few items available in the pop-up shop. I don't know if there are any of my crocheted items, but there are a lot of, you know, the, there are stickers of my work, there are postcards, there are coffee mugs, there are t-shirts, there are tote bags, and it's really fun, and they're on sale right now. So go check out the sales. I'll put a link to the uh, museum shop sales, and you'll see a lot of those there. So if you want a couple of sweat guys, sweatsuit guys running across your breasts, <laughs> here's your chance. All right, you guys. So I maybe mentioned this to you guys, but I don't know if I did. I, I recently subscribed to the paper version of the New York Times. And this was me kind of trying to live my glory days again of... <laughs> I never had glory days, but of these good times that I had where I would get the New York Times, the weekend editions, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is when I lived in Kingwood, Texas. And I was just kind of starting my adult life. It kind of felt like I bought my first house and Billy and I were loving this house and having a great time. And I was so focused on working, like to a, to a point that was problematic for sure. But I kind of loved it at the same time, you know, and my life was just hanging out with my dog, my cat, making food occasionally and then with Billy and then and then um you know researching a lot and that incorporate that that I mean that included reading the New York Times regularly. And anyway, I I missed doing the crossword too because I loved getting the crossword puzzles and I would kind of keep all three of them for the week and just kind of off and on work on the crossword. And so I went ahead and I got the paper again, and it's kind of funny because I live in the middle of nowhere. So sometimes the paper shows up, sometimes it doesn't. I at first was mad about that in my head. I didn't complain or anything, but then I decided to just roll with it. Like, okay, it'll just be a nice surprise when I do get it. And I love on Sundays, the book review is my main thing, you know? So anyway, the book review came in and I was super excited because... There was an interview with Lori Anderson, artist and musician. If you don't know her, go listen to her immediately. Listen to Oh Superman. Listen to anything, but that's usually a good first track. I even got my uh, niece and nephew, who were at the time like four and six, really into Lori Anderson. <laughs> and I started them with Oh Superman. So kids like her. I love her. I'm sure you know who she is, but if you don't, Check out Lori Anderson. And I just wanted to read this very short interview. There's a longer expanded version on NewYorkTimes.com forward slash books. But for now, let's read this one that was in the actual paper here. Okay, so it says, The musician and multimedia artist whose new show will open at the Hirshhorn Museum in May doesn't mind ebooks. And then in quotes, I no longer compare the differences between screen and paper. I'll read anything anywhere. That alone was really nice because, you know, a lot of readers, including myself, sometimes get all up in arms about e-readers or whatever they're called, e-books. And um, there's no need. As long as you're reading, that's great. Even if you just read on your phone, on your smartphone, good for you. Any reading is good. Now, do I think that it is a different experience to read real paper that sounds like this? Yes, I do. It just is different. That's not a, that's not a criticism on anything besides real paper. But it's different, and it's slower, in my opinion. There's a different feel. I like holding things like this. So um, even though I have a preference, I like Laurie Anderson saying that made me happy. All right, so let's do the interview. So here's the first question. What books are, your, are, are on your nightstand? Well, that's a good question for you guys, too. What's on there right now? Let me know. 
She says, I read as a survival strategy. I wake up every morning full of dread and disbelief. Then I start reading, sometimes poems, sometimes history or books about dreams or consciousness. Once in a while, I look at a few pages of Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari or review The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells. I read until I feel better. I am an optimist, optimistic person from then on. Are there any classic novels that you only recently read for the first time? I read A Woman of 30 while looking for a Balzac book that begins with an image that has haunted me for a long time. It's a book that begins with a wind that blows through town. As the wind passes through windows and slips under doors, we meet the characters in the book. If any times readers know which Balzac book the wind, this wind is in, please let me know. Describe your ideal reading experience. There's a hotel in Groningen. I think I say that right? I don't know. I should have checked. Damien knows. He's been there. He knew how to say it when I told him. Anyway, Groningen with a huge fireplace and the best cheese and coffee in Holland. For years, I've been planning a reading vacation there. Ship a few cartons of books over and sit by the fire reading for a couple of weeks, breaking the days up with walks in the countryside with my dog, Little Will. I love to read on trains and planes or anywhere with a smooth ride. Craig Nelson's books are especially good for this, books jammed with characters and facts like Pearl Harbor. When I'm on tour, I carry a box with at least 10 books. I like to read on the beach. Once I took a Neuromancer paperback to Bora Bora and it was so humid there that every time I turned a page, it came unglued and, hold on, my paper is messing up, came unglued and fell away from the book. I was slowly leafleting the island with William Gibson, although I like to think you could Read a single, read single pages and still get the gist. I love any book where you can read single pages and just get the gist. By the way, I think that's true of any great book. That is true. Do you guys agree or disagree? Anyway, back to Lori. As the last page fell away from the spine, I was holding what looked like a gluey fish skeleton. I like that story. Hey, Lori, I like that story. Which writers, novelists, playwrights, critics, journalists, poets, working today do you admire most? She says... Ben Lerner, Ann Carson, A.M. Holmes, Hilton Alls, Sharon Olds, Jonathan Cott. What book, if any, most contributed to your artistic development? All of John Berger and all of Natalia Ginsburg. I read Ginsburg in Beginning Italian in college. We read her because the vocabulary was small and the language and grammar were plain. The concepts, emotions, and characters in her books are complex and unforgettable. Did I say con the concepts, emotions, and characters in her books are complex and unforgettable? I haven't read her, so this was a really good reminder for me to remedy that. I trust Lori Anderson, and I'm writing it down in my notebook. What's the best book you've ever received as a gift? A Bible bound in white leather from my missionary grandmother with my name embossed on the cover. It impressed me that all the direct qu quotes were in red ink. I like that. We read all the stories in Bible school, my first book club, where we avidly discussed hell, angels, eternity, and wondered if there really were talking snakes. Sorry I keep interrupting, but my, when my grandma died, my grandma Ginny, who I talk about all the time, who taught me to paint when I was a little girl, when she died, I got her leather-bound Bible with no, like notes after notes. Her marginalia is out of control, and so she has the most beautiful handwriting and it was interesting to see what she would talk about in the... Anyway, I, this, that Bible is really, really priceless to me, so I understand that. What kind of reader were you as a child? 
Which childhood books and authors stick with you the most? I first became hypnotized by reading the backs of cereal boxes. I still like to read and eat at the same time, especially alone in restaurants when I'm on tour. Oh my God, me too. And so does my friend Erica. One of my favorite things is being alone in a city when I'm work, you know, at work or whatever somewhere and just being left alone to read. And if anybody comes up to me, I'm just, I just want to say to you, like, does it look like I want to talk to you? Because even though I'm totally, I'll probably, in reality, when I want to be like, hey, get away from me. You're an asshole for interrupting me. That's what I want to say. But really, I'm like, hi, yeah, of course. What's going on? Like, I, I don't know what my deal is. I'm not a fake person, but when it comes to like strangers being nice, I, I've got a real problem that I need to work on and I'm working on it all the time. Anyway, back to Lori again. I loved The Wind in the Willows. It's amazing that little children are still drawn to stories about small bachelor animals in bathrobes and slippers. How have, you, how have your reading tastes changed over time? I'm happy to read electronically now, and I no longer compare the differences between screen and paper. I'll read anything, anywhere. You're organizing a literary dinner party. Which three writers, dead or alive, do you invite? Books are the way the dead talk to the living, so I would invite dead people. I would invite my dead husband, the writer Lou Reed, but he is usually here already anyway. And I'd invite his dead teacher, Delmore Schwartz, and, to mix things up a bit, the deceased William Shakespeare. I would begin the dinner with cocktails and a dish of salted nuts and assorted unidentified past due pills. I would also invite a few live friends. I'm not sure how conversation would work. Would words be spoken, written, or telepathic? I know that although we, the living, would acknowledge the thin line dividing us, we would also avoid asking things like, how have you been lately? And that concludes the wonderful Lori Anderson in the by the book section of the book review, which was dated February 2nd, 2020, 2020. All right. It's been a busy week, hasn't it? It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week in America, politically speaking. Um, for me, another highlight of the week, which was also a low light and then a highlight and then literally highlights in my hair. I got a, God, do I say it or do I not? I got a haircut I didn't like at all. Yeah, it was bad, uh, really bad. So then I paid extra money to go get my hair fixed, which means I now have very short hair. I mean, not very short, but it's like a French bob type look. I really like it now, but... It was a little devastating and made me feel bad for being vain enough to give a shit, you know, because I've been talking about my hair a lot lately. As you guys know, if you've listened in the past, you know, I'm very upset about my hair lately for some weird reason. And then I'm wondering, like, why do I give a shit? I, I kind of don't give a shit at the end of the day. And I'm happy to just like wake up, not think about it, come in here and draw and read and whatever. But this was really upsetting. So anyway, then I went and I got it fixed and now I feel a lot better. Um, what else happened this week? I don't know. Did I did I watch anything good? I've I've been watching something that is so not good. But as some of you guys know, me as an artist, I like to just have something on all the time that I don't have to change or fast forward or whatever. So I've been watching some dumb reality show on E Network called Very Cavallari. And I remember Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach in the Hills. So I'm already familiar with her. And I kind of like she's married to this NFL quarterback who's retired. And he's very fun. My friend Eric recommended it first. And then I forgot about it. And now I've been watching it nonstop. 
Uh, I've been drawing a lot. I drew on canvas this week, which was like a big breakthrough for me. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But I've also been drawing. Oh, I got so many hotel stationaries and envelopes and stuff like that. Stationery and envelopes. And I'm loving that. I'm already ready to come back and work after this weekend. So I'm excited about that. But I'm excited to go back and see my show and see some of you who might be around. And if you happen to be around the show, be on the lookout for me in, at The Modern in Fort Worth because I'll be around. I just don't know exactly if I'll be accessible all the time, but I'll say hi if I see you. Um, all right, let's close this thing out. A couple of thoughts. Do not try to change people. It doesn't work. It's up to them and you'll go insane trying to do it. So that means not your mom, let your mom and your dad and your siblings and your boyfriends and your girlfriends and your partners and your business partners and your mailmen and your grocery clerks, let them be themselves. Do not try to affect it. Don't try to change it. You're in charge of you. Don't forget that you're only in charge of you. You're not in charge of them. Stay on your side of the street. Don't go to the hardware store for dinner. Uh, expectations are premeditated resentments. What else? I'm sure I've got enough. I'm sure I've got more, right? Should I find one more for you? I have a special notepad of all my little reminders. Oh yeah, remember when I got excited about this? I am worthy of healthy connections with other people. Uh, let's see one more. Perfection is the enemy of progress. There you go. I love that. Um, and not everybody's gonna like you. Not, not a lot of people like me. That's okay. That's okay. I'm bothered by it some days. Other days I don't give a shit. I hope you guys don't give a shit. I love you very much. Take good care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you next Thursday. Bye bye.